1: minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the the green bay packers knocked off the reigning super bowl champion kansas city chiefs edition of the pack a day podcast i am your host and kansas city resident jacob morley and i am feeling great feeling great uh just a really fun monday for me to go into work Um, and i don't talk i really don't say much but if someone talks to me I, i i will i will i will oblige and and we'll have that conversation but um really it's more just like the the feeling of knowing no one's gonna come up to me and be annoying uh which the older i get the sweeter that is and the packers did it in stunning fashion could not really uh draw this up in in any way that i would like more i mean I've had to sit in this, I've had to live in this city and quite frankly, be jealous of the Kansas city chiefs and how they have built the next uh, dynasty of the NFL kind of took the reins from the Patriots and they've, you know, won two, they've probably sort have won three, maybe four. And, and that's just kind of who they are and what they're about. So for them to come to Lambeau field Sunday night, uh, a magical night and, for Patrick Mahomes to be outplayed in every way, shape, and form by Jordan Love, uh, the Packers' young quarterback, who they were ridiculed mercilessly for taking in the first round three years ago and having him sit. Uh, the haters and the non believers really got after the Packers about how they handle their business at quarterback. And here we are. Here we are. Did they get another one? did they do it again i think that remains to be seen but the the vibes are immaculate currently and now for this young team moving forward because we talked about it if they can steal one from the if they can steal one from detroit or if they can steal one from kansas city they are really going to be in the playoff hunt well guess what they stole both and they're in the playoffs If the season ended today, just a remarkable, remarkable job by Matt LaFleur and his young team. And we talked about on this podcast, Trey, Jacob Westendorf and I, who I should have said they're not with me tonight. Uh, Just a lot of scheduling conflicts um, and uh, couldn't make it work. But you're stuck with me. But we talked, we have talked about this on this podcast. One, we've talked about how, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, let's see how they look down the stretch. And that's hard to get to. It is hard to get to the stretch when the front half of the season looked as bad as it did at times. And some of the bad stuff that we saw in the first half of the season, you know, Twitter was on fire about, is it the quarterback's fault? He's inaccurate. Can't hit a deep pass. He can't hit his receivers in stride. You know, whatever, what have you, whatever it was. Probably a lot of valid criticism. Honestly, Uh, Jordan Love struggled at times early in this season. He had flashes, but there were struggles as well, and I think that's more than fair to say. But now you look back at this team, and it's kind of like, were the struggles him or were the struggles that he was throwing the ball to children? And these children are growing up before our very eyes, and the the easy stuff, the layups that we beg them to hit, they're hitting them. They're hitting the layups, and we're still seeing the spectacular stuff as well. And that's when it gets exciting. For the Packers now the next step for this team is can you do it again and then can you do it again and then can you do it again because consistency is the most important thing in the NFL it's great to have a two-game stretch where you look better than Patrick Mahomes when you look like a young MVP candidate but can you do it down the stretch now when it's expected of you they have five games left they could be favored in all of them. There are big favorites going into next week's game at, uh, I believe it's at MetLife against the Giants, but I know they opened as plus six favorites on the road, which is what the Chiefs were coming into Lambeau Field. So you can never take anything for granted in the, in the national football league, but I, we just, we need to revel in this victory a little bit more. And I, I've talked to some people and I, I really think this this might be my favorite win for the Packers since the Super Bowl in 2010, and a lot of it is because if you're if you're familiar and if you followed along, I've I've been a very staunch Jordan Love supporter since day one when they drafted him. Before they drafted him, I loved him at Utah State. I thought he was a really exciting young quarterback prospect, someone that I thought would be a really fun pick for the Packers. Uh, a lot of people roasted me for that, and then they picked him. And it wasn't fun for a little bit. I will admit that it wasn't fun for a little bit, but it led to potentially two Aaron Rodgers MVPs. And now it looks like they have another young kid who could be playing for his own MVPs in the near future. Who knows? I mean, that's where we're at right now where the daydreaming portion of this have at it. I mean, have at it. And if anyone tells you to calm down, tell them to watch the game on Sunday night. What's the ceiling for this kid? That. That is the ceiling for this kid, beating the reigning champions who are, you know, led by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. One of the better teams that we've probably seen, but better run teams that we've seen in a long time. And they just it really wasn't even I mean, it was close at the end, but the Packers were in control of that game the entire time um, I do think it's interesting looking at the the missed PI call. And that was a missed call. It was a missed call on Carrington Valentine. Don't argue that it wasn't. It was. But you look at the response that Kelsey and Mahomes had, and they're such champs. They're such pros. Mahomes just talked about uh, they let the guys play at the end of the game. And he said, I'm about that. Let them play. Uh, Travis Kelsey said, we can't blame this on anyone but ourselves. And so that's two guys who are used to are very good at winning in this league. No, knowing that they weren't good enough to win on Sunday night. And it wasn't just because they made mistakes. The chiefs made that they did make some, but you know, the red zone failures for the chiefs, it wasn't because they were just screwing stuff up. They were getting beat. The Packers pass rush was getting home in the red zone, especially in the first half. And that changes the complete dynamic of the game. Uh, Another really interesting stat uh, is the Chiefs defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, who has just absolutely been a menace to quarterbacks in their first 15 starts. He famously you know, was the defensive coordinator for Kansas City when Jordan Love played him in his first start in probably the most hostile road environment in the National Football League versus one of the best defensive coordinators versus young quarterbacks. He blitzed him. 59.2% of his dropbacks when he played him for the first time. And uh, our 52.9 is what he had. And he pressured him 30. He was under pressure 33% of the time. Uh, Jordan Love was through for 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception in his very first game versus Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnolo is 12 and one, 12 and one against quarterbacks in their first 15 starts. Some of those quarterbacks include Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungavaloa, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's actually the guy that won a game. He played him two times, was one and one, just like Jordan Love is right now. Um, but famously, the one game that they lost, that Spagnolo lost, was the game where Herbert was announced the starter literal minutes before the game. They had no plan for him, and he came out and torched them. Spagnolo had a plan for Jordan Love, and it was nothing like the first time they had played when you say they came after him with zero blitzes over 50% of the time in Jordan Love's first start. That shows you right there that Spags was just like, we don't respect you. We don't think you're good. And if you are good, prove it. And this second game, you guys saw it. Blitzes weren't there as much. They played. Played more coverage and, and sent for a ton. And Love picked it apart the whole game. Maybe they should have sent more blitzes. I don't know, but Love's been great against those, too. And you saw some of the throws that he made with Chris Jones in his literal lap. Like, I just don't think Love was going to be denied in this game. And that is something that is exciting about your young quarterback. If you follow the Chiefs or if you follow Mahomes, They have games with Mahomes that they call over-my-dead-body games where Mahomes just is not going to lose the game. And that is what last night felt like for Jordan Love. Over-my-dead-body, I am going to lose this game. I will not be stopped. I'm going to score as many points as I need to score to win this game. And 27 was the number. That's what he got to. That's what they needed. Um, could have he had more? Could could have you liked to have seen him just cap off both those field goal drives with touchdowns? Yeah, but that's this is the NFL, buddy. You know, you get points where you need to and you try to extend those leads. Uh, but Spags, you look back at his uh his record. I mean, he has on average allowed less than a touchdown and around one interception with 56% completion rating and 230 yards. That's his average against quarterbacks in their first 15 starts. You know, obviously Love surpassed all of those. Um, he's just playing at such an incredible, incredible clip right now. Two two stats that I think are important to point out too. And, and with Love, I think it's good to kind of take it in the context of since week nine, because that's really when things started to at least improve and they've improved every week. Like we, the week nine game, I think it's like versus maybe, I don't remember who guys, Steelers, Broncos. I don't remember, but he finally started looking like an competent NFL quarterback and he's just gotten better every single week. And the deep passing stuff is something that he has been ridiculed for, uh, since the beginning of the season, and and I'll say this, he still uh, he still struggles to throw the nine ball, and that's how that I can't stress this enough. So did Aaron Rodgers in his two MVP last two MVP seasons. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Like, is it nice to hit those and have them? Yeah, but well, that's a super low percentage. You know, that's a half court shot, and you're not going to hit them often. It, but his deep passing, deep passing is more like, can you push the ball 20 yards down the field? Like a 25-yard comeback, a 30-yard uh, you know, crossing or what, whatever it is. Um, and Love has been doing such a good dry, job, job of driving the football on some of these throws. And you look at his deep passing since week nine. Attempts, 22, which is second in that time. Completions, 13, second in that time. His completion percentage, 59.1, which is fourth. Touchdowns, four, which is second. Interceptions, hasn't thrown one, zero. Big time throws, which is that's a PFF metric. It's, uh, I don't love it, but it's, it's, cool and they do it for everyone and so his he has more than everyone um his big time throws are 11 in since week nine and that's basically like 20 yards down the field either there's pressure in his face or it was tight coverage and he put the ball right where it needed to be so 11 of those which is the first and the most in that time span turnover worthy throws he's got none uh his and his pff pro football focus passing grade is 97.7 anything above 90 is elite 97.7 97.7 is almost perfect. That's first. That's first in that time period and then his NFL QB rating 143.0 which is second in the league at that time. Um, I think Dak is like really the only Dak Prescott is really the only person in front of him on some of these stats and Dak Prescott is getting MVP buzz. So that kind of tells you um, what you need to know about that. And then the other thing that I think he's really improved on is under pressure. With, with guys in his face, where's he going with the ball? Does he have answers? Like Going back to whatever week that was in 2020 when he started a game, Steve Spagnuolo may have created a monster in that first game because he looked at love and said, if you don't have answers for pressure, you're not going to make it in this league. And... Love had to play that game and then sit for another year and a half with that marinating and knowing, hey, in my one game that I started, this is what I really, really struggled with. How do I get better at that? How do I find answers for when I do have pressure in my face? So get these stats since since in week nine, this is passing under pressure. This is when he's in any type of duress in the pocket or outside of the pocket. Uh, His completion percentage under pressure, 48 point one, which is 13th in the league. That's really the one that you're like, ah, man, I wish that was still higher. Um, But it's getting better. And the rest of these are going to be exciting.
2: Hey, friends, I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin, Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, Game time is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Yards, 492, second in the league in that time span. Touchdowns, four, first in the league. Four touchdowns under pressure. First in league in that time span. Interceptions. He has thrown one interception under pressure. Big time throws. Again, PFF metric on accurate passes where you're either under pressure, 20 yards down the field, whatever it is. It's just a high level throw or what they deem as a high level throw that probably uh, takes a higher level of skill than what most average quarterbacks can do. He has thrown seven, which is first in that time span. His average depth of target, 14.9, first in that time span. His PFF passing grade under pressure is 79.4, which is in, uh, a high-quality grade, and that's the third in that time span. And then his NFL QB rating is 99.2 under pressure, which is first in that time span. So thanks, Steve. Thanks, Spagnuolo, for showing this young kid that, hey, this is what you need to get better at. And guess what? He has drastically. Uh, this team. I think the real MVP of this team is Matt LaFleur. We talked about, and I've talked about, is he the right guy for the job? Is Matt LaFleur the coach that you want leading the team with a bunch of young kids, Matt LaFleur, the teacher, what does that look like? It looks like he's figuring it out because this offense has been dynamite the last several weeks. And, When you turn on the all 22 and you turn on the coaches tape, you can look back earlier in the year. You could kind of see like, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. I get it. It looks bad, though. The receivers around spacing guys running into each other, guys finishing their routes in the same spot. Pass protection uh, guys just getting turned like turnstiles, you know, in, in the most inopportune times. This offense now, you you turn the tape on and you have your receivers are running the right routes. They are in the right spacing. Um, they are running their routes with purpose. It's not just hey three yard, uh, three step slant. I need to get here. Here's my landmark. Okay, turn around, balls. Okay, there. It's more okay. Corners point. Corners giving me this. Uh, this is my route. How do I make this work within the within the structure of this offense? How do I make this advantageous to myself and my quarterback? And that's kind of what we are seeing with this offense right now is a bunch of guys on the same page. Um, The Christian Watson injury looms large. He has been playing incredibly well the last, I mean, month. Some of this rise is because of him. And the last two games, I think you're just finally starting to see kind of the benefits of that. But guys go watch him this entire season when he is on the field this team I'm doing air quotes doesn't have a wide receiver one more air quotes and guess what I don't care doesn't matter that's such a dumb thing to talk about wide receiver one wide receiver two they have about four or five guys right now that play football well at the wide receiver position. They all add a little bit something different to the table, and I think they can absorb this Christian Watson injury if he does miss extended time. But watch how teams roll their coverage to nine in Green Bay. If you want to know what the rest of the NFL thinks about Christian Watson, turn on the tape. They are saying, okay, Jaden Reed's good like him. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is good like him. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is good like him. Christian Watson – terrifying. Don't want to get beat by that guy. That's how they play him. And that's what I think we're starting to see now Christian figure out how to still beat that, how still to um, beat a bracket, how to get open when you are having someone trying to check you at the line of scrimmage and then someone waiting five yards off to check you again. And then someone else, you know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of the attention he's getting. It's not da- Devonte Adam- Adams pointing at five guys attention, uh, but it's not nothing either. And I think that's important. I think it'll be interesting to see how they, how they are able to absorb that if they have to. Uh, there's really no new updates on him. I think they're just going to wait and see. I think Wednesday is kind of the day that, Uh, They'll really we'll really find out anything on on young Christian Watson uh, and uh, and and all of that stuff. But uh, this is a really, really exciting young team. Uh, It's really fun. It's really fun to watch this team. And this is supposed to be fun. And if you didn't believe in Jordan Love, I'm sure you do now. And if you didn't want to, then go root for another team. And if you still don't want to go root for the bears, it's, it's fun. Everyone's everyone is welcome on the love train. I don't care if this is your, is, is your first time ever believing in the kid. Come on, come on in. It's fun. We're having a good time. And, uh, they may very well have done it again. I'm not saying Jordan love is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Jordan love is going to be Brett Favre. I am saying, I think Jordan love can be a top five quarterback in this league, A, a quarterback that you, Uh, put all your Super Bowl eggs into that basket and say, this guy can get us there. That's the most valuable thing in sports. The most valuable commodity in sports is having a quarterback in the National Football League. No team understands that better than the Green Bay Packers. No team strives to achieve that more than the Green Bay Packers. They have taken a quarterback twice with a Hall of Fame quarterback currently under center. Some call it crazy, but here we are. Here we are, and uh, we're going to – it seems like we're going to get to enjoy some high-level quarterback play again. The challenge for this young team now is down the stretch, they have five games. They Like I, I believe I already said, I think they're going to be favored in all of them. There's a good chance they will be. Can you take care of business when you're supposed to win? It's easier to – it's easy to prepare when you're the underdog and you're the guy looking just for one knockout punch that can make you famous can you be the big dog in the ring now that the other team is trying to knock out and, and 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 ride that tide to a victory? Because right now the tide is high and can and as it stands, they can ride that all the way to the playoffs. But we will see. Uh my prediction for this next game against New York, I think this is where you want to see them whoop up on a bad team. Don't let them play with you. That's another sign of a, a young team. That's growing. Can you put a bad team away quickly and make no mistake? The giants are bad. The giants are not a good football team right now. They're uh, they should actively be trying to lose is kind of where we're at in the season. Um, and why this is shaping up so well for the Packers, not only are they playing bad teams, they're playing bad teams that really do have to start evaluating their young players and maybe start playing some of them looking towards the future. So I don't know what the giants are necessarily going to do at the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor was, uh, Activated off the IR today, I would rather play Tommy DeVito than Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod Taylor is not someone that strikes fear into your heart. He is probably. He is probably the 22nd best quarterback on the planet and what in and in terms of NFL, that means you're OK. It means you're probably looking to get replaced and that's just the nature of the beast. Uh If that even, you know, is he one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's more like 28, but that's the point remains. I'm not going to get into that. I'd rather play Tommy DeVito, the young guy where I think they could get after him with their pass rush. But my prediction for the Giants game, 31-10. I want to see them pour it on. I want to see them pour it on this young, struggling. I don't know if they're young. Packers are young. They're not struggling. But I know the Giants are struggling. They're not a good football team. Uh, I think they can get after them, and I think they will. And that's what we're looking forward to next week. Uh, next week, the whole gang will be back together. I'm sure we'll be talking about that Giants game. Uh, we record on Monday night, so we'll probably just do it right after the game, and uh, we'll go from there. Hopefully, uh, good news. Hopefully, it's a party because uh, we like to party. We like to win. And uh, and yeah, I'm running out of things to say, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, really, really fun victory uh, it's been, it's been a blast to be on the interwebs with all of you fine people the last few days, just kind of talking ball and, uh, seeing what is what, but, uh, well, again, we'll be back here next Monday or the whole crew will be back, but until then go pack go.